On this episode, how do I research guests? Welcome to Season 7 of Podcraft, and this is the Frequently Asked Question Season. See, we get questions every single day via the website, social media, all sorts of different places. We thought it was about time we go through as many of them as we can. I'm Colin Gray, I'm joined by Matthew McLean, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you're asking. Take it away, Matthew. So this was a a question that, that came in from Peter. He was wondering... How does he go about, how, how should he go about researching guests before they come on the show? So obviously if you if you get in touch with somebody, you want them on your show, that's for a reason. You've, you've identified them as somebody who could bring value to your audience and good content to your show. But you're probably wanting to do a bit of research, aren't you? Just to, <laughs> to know a bit well, more about the person. I'm heartened by the fact that he's asked this question because I think a lot of people don't bother. <laughs> I think, yeah, sorry, I was just going to say, I think there's there's a lot of people out there just now doing interview shows because they think it's the easy option because basically they they see it as the way to create content without having to create content because you just phone somebody up, you talk to them, they tell you their experience and you edit it and put it out and you don't have to contribute anything. But uh, that just makes for crappy interviews, doesn't it? Well, a a couple of years ago uh, on our own podcast, I... I don't listen back to them now, I probably should, but I cringe at the way that I used to do interviews. And again, I thought I was being quite clever here. And I never interviewed someone that I didn't know a lot about, you know. It was always people I I knew and followed their work, but I used to get people straight away just to introduce themselves. And I thought it was just a good way of bringing them into the interview. But on hindsight, you know, it's a bit cheeky. Like you get somebody on your show and then you're suddenly saying, okay, tell me about yourself. And they're like, wait a minute, you asked me to come here, not the other way around. So it helps just to, it's not about giving their life story at the start of the interview, but just a good wee intro. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's bad form getting somebody on and getting to do that. It's as if you don't know anything about about them and it's lazy. Yeah. I I hear people, I've heard people say, in all seriousness, and probably believe in this as well, that they say something like, I don't research my guests because I want to be asking from the same point of view as my listener. So like they justify it by, you know, uh, they think that it's good to be unknowledgeable because they're going to ask the relevant questions. But it's just, that is lazy, I think, because you're not going to be able to ask you're not going to be able to delve into the really interesting aspects, you know, those parts of their personality or their work or whatever that people really want to hear. You might luckily stumble across it. You, I mean, if you're the most expert interviewer ever, you might be able to get all of that stuff out of them during an interview. But for us average mortals, I think we need to do a lot of research so that we can decide what aspects to delve into, you know, what bits our, intre- our listeners might find interesting and really just yeah, get the best from that person. I think a good starting point really is uh, when you put, you know, you maybe have a, a list of people that you want to invite on your show is to really ask yourself the question, why do I want this person to come on the show? Because your research could kind of stem from that, can't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if, if you know the why, then you know what value they're going to bring to people that listen to your show. Because it shouldn't just be, I want this person on my show because they do podcast interviews and they have a podcast and they get a lot of downloads. You know, there should be a a reason that's far deeper than that for getting them on. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we fall into the trap, don't we, of trying to get stuff out every single week and end up taking interviews from anybody you can get just to fill a gap. But 
you're better really to do it a bit less frequently than to uh, just take any old person. So, but anyway, yeah, we're supposed to be talking about how to research them, I suppose, aren't we? So, like, what what do you do before you take an interview? Usually, uh, a good starting point is somebody's website. Um, whether it's a personal website or whether it is the website of their project, their podcast, their book, whatever. Um, most people nowadays are, are going to have some sort of bio or about page. I suppose the, the danger of these things is that like, if they do a lot of interviews, a lot of people might you know, basically read these bios out verbatim and it might become a bit samey yeah. for them. So... It's a good idea, although that's a great starting point. There, there are definitely other things that you could do aside from that, aren't there? Yeah, for sure. And I think, I mean, a website, yeah, obviously, good start. Go and have a look in there. But you want to be, yeah, you want to be delving deeper than just the front page, certainly, and and that current bio. I think the gold really is in previous bios or um, finding old material by them, like finding stuff that they used to do that maybe they're not concentrating quite so much on anymore. Because I think one of the one of the really valuable things about researching guests is that you find ways to get past their current sound bites. So everybody, everybody has got somebody they're currently really interested in. And that stuff's great. Like you, you almost certainly are inviting the person on because of whatever they're concentrating on right now. So you want to talk about that at some point, but you want to be creating an interview that's unique. Whereas, you know, if you just do the current work, you're probably going to be getting the same interview, the same answers, the same info as five other podcasts right now but that person got to where they are through a whole bunch of other stuff probably just as valuable so if you can find um some older pages in the site some different types of subjects or even you know biographies on different websites that were written a few years back i always find i can can get some good questions out of them because you discover stuff that they used to work on maybe they're not so much associated with anymore um and I think LinkedIn is a great source for that as well. Like if you go on LinkedIn, find them on there and look at their past job history. Uh, it might be jobs, it might be companies, it might be projects, whatever it is. You can find a whole list of stuff that they've worked on in the past. Um, and not only are you going to find stuff that's unique, but if you start to talk about these things that they are not used to talking about these days, it can make them really interested because they're not just reading off the same old stuff. That might be some old projects that they're actually really passionate about still or they just really enjoy talking about. So it can bring a lot more energy into a show as well, I think. What about the, and this sounds really obvious, but what about the, the traditional Google search? And it's always, <laughs> and it, again, it depends on your guest, doesn't it? If it's yeah. somebody really famous, there's going to be screeds and screeds of stuff out there. If it's somebody, you know, that's not famous at all, it could be a bit a bit more difficult. But yeah. um, the thing about a Google search is you've, you've got a, You've got to filter your results, don't you? Because yeah. you, it could be anything that's coming back at you. It might not be remotely relevant. Yeah, and it depends on the kind of interview you're going for, doesn't it? I mean, some people, like you look at the sort of more um, entertainment-based interviewers, like take Mark Marin for example. He, his, throw, his show kind of thrives on asking the hard questions and getting the more you know, personal, more in-depth stuff out of people. So he's going to want to look into like issues they've had in the past and problems and, you know, difficult times and stuff like that. So that's the kind of stuff that you can find out through Google, just doing a standard search. But I think for, I think in a lot of cases, um, yeah, you want to do a bit of it, but you, you don't need to worry too much about, you know, searching out every single article that's ever been written about this person. Um, yeah, just the most, just the relevant stuff. And yeah, again, depends on the aims you have, I guess. 
So in your experience, what are some of the ways that you can go about it? And I know you've touched on this a wee bit, but putting your putting your own stamp on the interview with the person. Yeah, I think the big thing is making sure that at least a portion of the questions, I would say at least half of the questions, at least half of the subjects you're going to talk about on the show are going to be stuff that is not their current sound bites, not their current work. Um, and... Uh, at least a portion of them are questions they haven't been asked before. You want to get unique stuff out of them, don't you? You want to make it, like I said, different from all the other shows out there. So try and find something that they haven't been asked before. And that could take, <laughs> it could take a bit of nerve, could take a bit of a brass neck to ask some stuff that you think is quite uh, hard to ask, like either personal or maybe related to a problem they've had or, you know, a rumour or something like that. Or it could be... Okay, it could just be something that's actually quite an unusual question. So you don't want to just kind of do novelty questions too much, but it might be something that you particularly ask for your show that brings out decent answers. So, um, and I think, I mean, when you're, when you're trying to get those answers out of people, a big part of it is, uh, making them, you know, comfortable talking to you. Um, and that's a big part of researching guests as well, because I think one of the good ways to do this, something that Tim Ferriss does really well, actually, is find something outside of work they're interested in. Again, this could be that kind of maybe a past interest or something. Um, and talking about that first. Uh, and there was, um, a good example of that is when Tim Ferriss talked to Ed Norton on his show and they spent the first, can't remember how much it was, maybe the first 10, 15 minutes of that interview talking about surfing. <laughs> so it was like, it was a really niche little subject. Well, not little and niche, lots of people surf. But, you know, it's not related probably to what Ed Norton, well, certainly not his work. It's not related to anything really that Tim Ferriss does. It was just, that was just something that Tim Ferriss had. I found out Ed Norton was interested in, was really passionate about and just chatted about it because it's an easy subject. Somebody's passionate about, got them relaxed, settled into the interview and just, you know, it set the set the tone for the rest of the interview. It made them more friendly, more vulnerable, all that kind of stuff, more personal that creates better content in future. And not to, not to go off on a tangent because this is definitely subject for a discussion of its own, but the research doesn't stop the minute the interview starts because... Um, it's a, a sort of interview skill that you don't just go in, you know, you have your questions that you want to ask as backup, but when you're listening to the answers that you've been given, there's opportunity to ask follow-up questions on that. And that in its own way is research as well as, as being a good interviewer and actually listening to the responses you're getting rather than just looking at your sheet and waiting to move on to your next question. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a curiosity, isn't it? It's, it's making sure that you're thinking about what they're saying, like you say, and 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 delving into the bits that you find interesting. Because it's likely, I mean, your your target audience, your, the people listening to your show are almost certainly quite like you because that's just the way it works. Fans tend to like, you know, people a bit like them, same interests, all that kind of stuff. So if it's something that you're interested in, it's likely they'll be interested in it too. So basically follow your nose. And that's the question for this week. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for spending some time with us. I just want to say as well, during the course of this season, we're actually launching our new community, which is called Fan Fishing. It's all about creating new fans for your podcast. 
really engaging with people, figuring out all the questions around podcasting, helping you to create a more engaging podcast and get it out every single week. So if you want to check out what we're doing there over at that community, um, from support to courses to live sessions to, to university style teaching, then go over to podhost.me forward slash fans and you'll see the community there. So I hope to see you there. Please do check it out. And either way, we'll see you on the next one where we'll be answering another one of your questions. Of course, send them in as well. Send in any questions you have to info at thepodcasthost.com. We'll hopefully answer it soon. See you next time.